Nation. Ladies and gentlemen of Lafayette. The Hammer Down Show with Jared Jesselitis is Lafayette's number one sports show. Yes, I'm excited. He totally went to Jared. The voice of Lafayette sports. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. Send us your thoughts on the text line at 765-447-4080. Now go to that voodoo that you do. Our good buddy is going to be joining us in about 15 minutes. We'll talk with him. I don't think they've done um, media availability just yet for today, uh, but I know he's been uh, talking, so we'll uh, holler at him. Here's the deal. I have got men's basketball tickets for you to win today. Purdue taking on Northwestern. That's Wednesday night. Mackey Arena, 630, sold out, and uh, they they got payback coming. I know you want to go. So here's what you do. You text me a boiler up to 765-447-4080 at 765-447-4080. Text boiler up. I'll get you your chance to win those tickets, all right? Again, Wednesday night, Purdue, Northwestern, Mackey Arena. They got to come into them. I want you to have a face of the place. I want you to be nice and loud. I got the tickets to make that happen for you. So text boiler up to 765-447-4080, and that will be your chance to score some sold-out Purdue men's basketball tickets. Let's get started with uh, need-to-know news. Here's your need-to-know news. All right, big news today is John Rothstein has uh, dropped a little bit of a bomb on us here in the Big Ten. Big Ten's planning to stay at 20 league games when the league expands to 18 teams and adds UCLA, USC, Oregon, and Washington during the 2024-2025 season. So says his publication, College Hoops Today. Official announcement expected soon. And then get this. The conference also planning to only have 15 teams participate in the Big Ten tournament starting in 2024-2025. Oh. It'd be interesting to see how this 20 league, uh, 20 game uh, league schedule plays out. Obviously, there's some stuff you want to protect, right? So you want to protect some of these matchups, but at the same time, it's got a real chance to be lopsided. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Make it 19 road losses in a row for your beloved Blackhawks as they get shut out for the third time in the last five games. 3-0 to the Oilers. After, it was scoreless after the first. Edmonton picked up their 15th straight win. That leaves them too shy. The all-time record held by the 92-93 Penguins at 17 games in a row. Which, by the way, I looked this up. That's 17 games in a row. It's 92-93. It gets ended, that streak, on the very last game of the regular season in a 6-6 tie. To the Devils, who the Penguins would then turn around after winning the President's Trophy and beat the snot out of in the first round of the playoffs. Yet still, what a way to lose a record win streak on the last game of the season via tie. 
Ugh, old NHL's rough. So that's 19 straight losses for the Blackhawks. That moves them into fourth all-time in road loss streaks. There's a big gap to third, though, which is held by the Golden Seals at 24. Then you got to go to the 74-75 Caps with 37. 92-93 Ottawa Senators with 38. So fear not, there is a ways to go to reach that milestone. Bears have added another offensive coach. Tom Pelissero of the NFL Media Reports. Kerry Joseph is their new quarterback's coach. So he joins Shane Waldron coming over from Seattle, Chicago. He was an offensive assistant and spent a year as an assistant wide receivers coach before becoming their assistant quarterbacks coach over in Seattle. He's been there since 2020. Zachy's presence in the stands was all the Pacers needed to motivate themselves last night to a 134-122 win. You saw the pictures over Philadelphia last night. No Tyrese Halliburton, and he won't play in tonight's game either, it sounds like. Bulls can't get past the Lakers on the road in L.A., 141-132. to Tonight, Pacers hosting the Suns, trying to right that wrong from the road trip last week. Four-and-a-half-point home dogs are the Pacers. You know what? Basically, there you go. That is tonight's need-to-know news. All right, so we didn't have any Big Ten action last night. That's kind of a bummer. I'm okay with taking one night off a week, though. Like, the next week, like, we got no games on Monday. Like, I'm cool with that. One game tonight on your Friday. Friday's just not my night for this. So, uh, it is an important matchup. It's Michigan State and Wisconsin. I kind of lead Wisconsin on this. First off, it's at Wisconsin. We're talking three and a half points when I looked at it this morning. And to be honest with you, I did not look at it since then. So I don't know if it jumped or not. But three and a half points, let's just call it that. I know a lot of people, myself included, it's actually down to three, get on this bandwagon of, well, it's Izzo, it's almost February, and they are you know, primed to make that run. But I'm just... I'm not so sure. This has been a team that is absolutely uh, terrible in the free throw shooting. They've been above average with the three-point shooting lately. So they're due for some regression there. I just think Wisconsin plays good at home. I don't see it. Look, Michigan State's last three wins at Maryland by two points. They won at home versus Minnesota by 10. And then they won at home against Rutgers, who's god-awful on the road, 73-55. to I feel like that's inflated what your expectation should be for this team. They can't go on the road and beat good teams. Look, they lost Northwestern by 14. They lost at Illinois on the road. They lost at Nebraska. Oh, by the way, they already lost at home to this Wisconsin team 70-57 to back at the beginning of December. Look at them against top-tier competition this year. Against Duke, 74-65. to Against Arizona, 74-68. to Wisconsin, 70-57. to 
They beat Baylor on a neutral court, 88 to 64. Lost to Illinois, 71 to 68 on the road. I'm not ready. And I know how hard it is to win on the road, the Big Ten. If we're going to take three points, so be it. I will take and lay the three points. That is my move for tonight in college basketball. I know you're thinking about Sunday. I know you're thinking about these divisional uh, or, you know, championship games, right? My Taylor Swift, I actually read an article today. Taylor can actually go out to Tokyo, do her set, and then still make it back in time to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. And I still firmly believe that the NFL and the refing has signaled this and everything. It just it feels like they really want Kansas City in on this one with having Sean Smith in there. Ravens are 6 and 1 on the money line, but 3 and 4 against the spread with Sean Smith as the head referee. That includes a 2 and 0 record straight up and 0 and 2 against the spread record at home. Dogs just tend to cover in such a tight margin. Oh, boy. Underdogs are 49-45 against the spread, including 8-5-2 this season, 34-27-3 the last four seasons with Sean Smith. In addition, road teams are 52-36 against the spread, with Smith as a ref, sixth best ref for road teams. Teams away from home went 9-3 and 2 against the spread with Smith this season. And if you listen on Monday, you may remember that I told you about what Lamar Jackson's record is against the spread once we hit three and a half. It goes very poorly. And we're up to four. We told you on Monday to take it to three because at three and under, I mean, Lamar absolutely smokes those covers. Anything from like three, anything three and a half and under to underdog. I wish I still had that stat in front of me because, I mean, it was, it was shocking at just how stark the difference was. Patrick Mahomes, too, also, I mean, you should know this, one of the best underdog quarterbacks in terms of covering in the Super Bowl era. He's 9-1-1 straight up, 8-3 against the spread in the playoffs. Mahomes has been favored in 101 of 109 of his last games. He's 5-0 against the spread in games in which the spread has opened at plus 3 or higher. A lot of math just telling you you should be, if you didn't take your Baltimore at uh, at minus 3, you need to be definitely taking Chiefs at plus 4. So those are the trends. Uh, I did see where Mark Andrews got activated today, too. 
That's certainly not good for your Kansas City vote. Look, again, it comes down to it. I always get a little bit nervous when they give you too much information in one direction. And in this case, a lot of the information I keep on reading is all about how Kansas City should be covering in this game. But again, I'm still the conspiracy theorist. I still think the NFL wants Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl, and I think they're trying to set up all the domino pieces to make it happen. Whether or not they fall, that remains to be seen. But you look at all the math, and you add it all up, it looks a little too obvious. That's what I hate about it. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come right back, and don't you worry, because up next, Sam King, Lafayette Journal and Courier, joins us next. Stick around for him here on the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017. Welcome back to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017thehammer.com. You still have a chance to win tickets for Purdue Men's Basketball Wednesday night, hosting Northwestern 630. It's sold out, but I got tickets. Just text the keyword boiler up to 765-447-4080, and uh, I will get you your chance there. We'll draw out a winner at the end of the show. That's boiler up. Just text that into 765-447-4080. And that is your chance to win. To the Blue Fox Eating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline, we go. And Sam King of the Lafayette Journal and Courier is with us here. Sam, always great to uh, be able to link up with you on a Friday here as uh, Purdue feeling pretty good about itself after uh, Tuesday night, just uh, decimating a very bad Michigan team. Uh, Lance Jones, man, my goodness. Um, I kind of... I was I ate a little crow I think on uh, on Wednesday after that game and I think a lot of fans should because you know when Matt Painter made that pickup I think at least I thought I was looking for a little bit more of a three point shooter um, and we kind of relegated Lance to what more of a a backup point guard role that's what we thought that was going to be he has proved to be not only anything but but he has endeared himself to this fan base like few have in the history of this program uh, I feel like. A majority of fans owe Lance an apology and Matt Painter because they they were so wrong on him. Yeah, uh, I've talked to to Coach Painter about this a few times, and uh, you know sometimes when you go out in the transfer portal, you're looking for a, a big name guy. You know, obviously a Hunter Dickinson or somebody like that uh, gets fans excited. Uh, Matt Painter goes out and looks for guys that fit the culture of Purdue basketball, and we saw that in David Jenkins. We've seen it in Lance Jones, and. Both of those guys came here, and, and probably both of them, if they're being honest, would tell you, I wish I played here four years. Um, I know David Jenkins told me that for sure last year. Um, but, yeah, Lance Jones was a guy that, um, strangely enough, I think they got him to help with defense to take to alleviate some of that from Braden Smith more than anything. Um, but he ended up, you know, he started every game this year. And you're right, uh, I think it was first or second game of the year, during a game, I, I just tweeted, I said, Lance Jones is your new favorite player. And it wasn't because of anything he was doing on the game floor. It was just how he had embraced everything about Purdue, the culture, the fans. And uh, he's a really energetic guy. And I think that's probably what he's provided most. But then you take into account that he's a guy who at Southern Illinois had to be a big-time scorer. So he's got that in his back pocket in, in case Purdue ever needs it. And uh, I think he's been able to showcase that here um, Strangely enough, since he uh, since he went viral for doing the sandstorm dance in Mackey, he's had a run here of like 17 plus scoring uh, several games in a row now, and and that was big the other night to just catch fire the way that he did, and um, you know been obviously 
I think you can look at Damascus, uh, Illinois. You can look at some of the other guys around the country and Dickinson, like I mentioned. But I can't imagine that there's a better transfer portal pickup that's helped the team as much as Lance Jones has. And like I said, I remember kind of the vigil over the whole. I, I look. I thought we're talking a little bit more. We we needed more of a three point type shooter because you know that clearly wasn't there last year. But uh, it, and Matt Painter got it. Uh, right as uh, Matt Painter usually does. And uh, I think a lot of fans forget how they acted during that. And, uh, you know, I think uh, Lance deserves the credit. I mean, to go from that to, I mean, getting that Robbie Hummel-level type love out of the fan base uh, that few get, uh, I've been very impressed with what uh, with what he's done. And here we go with the fifth uh, leading score, different leading score for Purdue uh, this season to Sam, which has been uh, interesting. But the thing that I think um, really changes things up is the fact that you know you have two ball handlers out there, two guys in Braden Smith and, and Lance Jones that do that. That's not something that Purdue has traditionally run with. And now I wonder, moving forward, if that won't be a little bit more of the case if Matt Painter hasn't kind of learned something about his, you know, his program and, and the benefits of having two guys like that out there at the same time. What do you think? Yeah, and and the thing that Lance Jones has that I'm not saying that Braden Smith is slow by any means because he's a pretty quick dude, but uh, Lance Jones just has a different gear. Um, he can blow right past you, and we've seen that at a couple times where teams have tried, tried to trap and press, and you just get the ball to, to Lance, and he'll dribble right past the guy and get it across midcourt uh, with relative ease. So that's a big boost there. And you're right, uh, just you know having that other guy that you can trust to to bring the ball up the court is huge. Um, you know, I didn't think going into the season that they would be playing side by side, but uh, but they have, and it's worked. You have a little bit of flexibility where, when Braden Smith has to come out of the game, which is rare, uh, he, he plays quite a bit. Uh, you can put Lance Jones at that uh, point guard position and have him bring the ball up. And just with the depth of this roster, um, you can do a lot of different things. And I think, in a lot of ways, that's how this team is different than last year. And, and everybody. I know everybody keeps complaining about, yeah, wait until March and, and he's going to, you know, get upset or, or whatever. And, um, it's just kind of at this point comical that people think that Matt Painter coaches great all year and then forgets what he's doing in March. But when you lose the double digit seeds three years in a row, uh, I understand the frustrations as well. But I, I think just because of adding Lance Jones, um, that's why Purdue's probably in the, you know, a final four hunt, the national championship picture. Um, whereas last year, I thought, you know, even though a lot of people saw the 29-6 team and thought that that was possible, I, I just didn't really believe that um, to be the case with freshman guards, with uh, that team really kind of, in my eyes, overachieving throughout the course of the year. Uh, those fan bases that are saying that, Sam, uh, I just, I, I don't care about them. I've seen what makes them cheer, and uh, yeah, so their booze actually soothe me. They can they they can say about March all they want. Just keep kicking the can down the road. And then uh, when Purdue does have the success in March, they'll they'll find a new way to reset the goalposts. They always do. We're talking with Sam King here on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline. So big couple of games on the docket here. You got to go out to uh, Jersey Mike's on Sunday. This is a place I believe Matt Painter had uh, made a mention that his uh, seniors have never won at. Um, it, it has been a house of horrors for a top-ranked Purdue team. But I got to think that uh, this group of seniors really. This, is, this one's really important to them, despite the fact that Rutgers maybe not playing at the level that they have in the past. To get a win out here has got to be one of those games that they really circled. Yeah, this is the only Big Ten uh, arena that Purdue has not won in with this senior class. So definitely, uh, you know, I talked to Ethan Morton about this last week, and I said, how important is that to just 
check that last one off and say, hey, we won at every Big Ten school that we played at in our careers. And uh, it, it's a big deal. Uh, you know, this, and probably when you're an athlete, you just look for things to get you motivated. But um, I think that would be a, a big feather in the cap. To, you know, there's not a lot of ca- classes that can probably go through their, their collegiate careers in the Big Ten and say we won at every Big Ten venue. So um, there's big emphasis on this game, not only – because you haven't won there, um, but you're right, because of the history with Rutgers, everybody remembers what happened last year. Uh, people remember the half-court shot two years ago. It seems like Rutgers has really been kind of that weird thorn-in-the-side team that Purdue has struggled against. So, uh, And then Purdue got, got Rutgers in the Big Ten tournament, but it wasn't easy by any means. Uh, I think it was a five-point victory, and Purdue really struggled down the stretch of that game and had to um, you know, kind of survive more than, than beat Rutgers in that game. So it's a, a tough team. I know Rutgers is down this year, but uh, you go in that environment and uh, things weird things happen in the Big Ten on the road, and we've seen that numerous times. We saw it with Illinois going to Northwestern earlier this week. So uh, you need this win uh, probably because you're the better team, but also because then you can you say we've won at every Big Ten venue, and obviously uh, right now Purdue's still looking up at Wisconsin in the Big Ten standing, so you can't afford to, to fall in any deeper of a hole right now. Talking with Sam King of the Journal and Courier on the Hammerhead Hotline. Uh, I do want to ask you a little bit about the John Rothstein report here where they say that the uh, Big Ten is planning to stay at 20 league games uh, for the upcoming season uh, with uh, the addition of uh, the 18th team, UCLA, USC, Oregon, and Washington, and then dropping those uh, uh, bottom three teams from the Big Ten tournament. I have no problem with the uh, Big Ten tournament only taking 15 teams. That's fine by me. My concern, Sam, is that... With um, 20 league games and 18 teams, it's harder to protect some of these rivalries. And uh, like we've seen in football, uh, some rival- you know, a lot of these rivalries aren't exactly the same level. And to get yourself protected against some teams is much more beneficial than others, uh, so to say. So uh, what were your thoughts uh, in hearing about that and what they want to do with the Big Ten tournament and still keeping the league schedule at 20 games? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I was kind of surprised with the 20 league games. Um, you know, you can get more balance if you just did it, play everybody once. Um, now you're going to play, what, two opponents, three opponents, twice, I think, each year or something like that. So I haven't done the math yet. But uh, the Big Ten tournament, you're right, I think it's fine. And it's, you have to do it that way because if you don't, you're stretching the, the Big Ten tournament into a, a week-long event where it already feels like it's a gauntlet now. And if you're a top-four team in the league as of now, you, you only have to play Friday, Saturday, Sunday to win that thing. So um, but it's already starting on Wednesday, and uh, if you, you add you know everybody in going forward, that thing has to start on Monday or Tuesday, and uh, that becomes a big hassle from a, you know a lot of people volunteer to work at these events and things like that. So uh, it makes sense that uh, you're not going to take everybody. 15 is a weird number, but I guess the way that they figure the bracket, that's probably the best way to do it. Um, but yeah, it's going to cause some schedule imbalance for sure, uh, going forward. And, um, you're just going to, you know, you're probably not going to, if you're Purdue, you're probably not going to play Indiana twice every single year. So, uh, you know, probably not going to play Illinois twice every single year, whatever it is. So, uh, and that's happened in the past, but, um, I like the traditional format, but I also know that the way that college sports are going, um, the big 10 probably is not done expanding. So, you got to think about uh, the future as well. Sam King of the Lafayette Journal and Courier here on our Hammerhead Hotline. Make sure you give him a follow. You're getting ready for media availability here soon, right? So you'll have all kinds of tidbits. 
I'm on my way there uh, as soon as I hang up the phone to you. So. Hey, ask, uh, you'll have to ask uh, Zach Eady what he did to motivate the Pacers last night. We all saw those pictures, which were fantastic, looking very incognito. Yeah, you don't see a seven foot four guy if he puts on sunglasses. I guess that's the, the secret. Hey, it works for Clark Kent, doesn't it? <laughs> it's our Superman, Superman. And, a, and a college basketball sense, so that that would that would fit. There you go, there you go, Sam. Hey, it's always a pleasure talking uh, hoops with you. Uh, safe trip out to Piscataway. All right. All right, sounds good. Thanks. Thanks, Sam. All right, hey, we're going to take a break, but don't forget, I do still have these Purdue men's basketball tickets for you for Northwestern on Wednesday night, sold out. Mackey Arena, you want to go text BOILERUP to 765-447-4080. That's 765-447-4080, and uh, that will be your chance to score the tickets here. 765-447-4080. Text BOILERUP to that number, and uh, you're in the drawing here. We'll draw out. Right here at the end of the show. All right, hang tight. We'll come right back. Got plenty more of the uh, Hammer Down show for you next on 1017 The Hammered 101. We're back here. It's the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. Coming up here at the top of the hour, the Boiler Basketball Show will be uh, ready to go with myself and, of course, Jeff Julik and. Uh, um, Nate Barrett, Alan Karpik, all our guests. It's a good time. It's a whole other hour talking Boilermaker hoops. Um, big thanks to Sam. Uh, don't forget your chance to win my Purdue men's basketball tickets for the Northwestern game on Wednesday. Text BOILERUP to 765-447-4080. That's 765-447-4080. And, uh, yeah, you'll be, you'll be good to go. We'll uh, we'll draw out the winner at the end of the show. So uh, one thing that we did talk about with Sam there, and that was the um, the new format that we were thinking about in the in the Big Ten with the dropping the couple of teams in the tournament and then staying at the twenty league games. Man, I. <sighs> Staying at 20 with 18 teams is kind of rough because, like I said, you want to play IU twice a year, but you also got to realize that some of these rivalries are going to be, like, you look how they protected us in football with Indiana and Illinois. Okay, and then Ohio State gets protected with, what, Michigan? Yeesh. Now, start equating that to basketball. You know, what if your protected rivalry was Minnesota every year? Meanwhile, team like Indiana, you know, or Purdue, you get Indiana, Illinois. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not the same. You almost have to get rid of the protected rivalries at this point to even really have a chance. And even when you do, man, if you get paired up with one of those bottom three, you know, if you get two out of three of your doubles, against the bottom two or three teams, you, you've you got a leg up. But I understand with that, there is no perfect way to attack, uh, that there's no way you're going to be able to get the doubles that you want every year. And you much rather play everybody at least once than play the same teams twice and... Leave out a couple. You you don't want that. I don't have a problem with it. 
the Big Ten Conference doing the, the Big Ten Tournament with 15 teams is very interesting. Why 15 if you go to, you know, 16 now we're pushing how many extra games in that way? It's just, I, I don't, no. There needs to be a reward for being one of the top two or top four teams in your conference. Like, there's no way to get out of the fact that this is going to be a meat grinder, much like the old Big East tournaments were. Those big old those old Big East tournaments had what like thirteen teams. We're going to do fifteen in here. There was no, you had buys, but your top seed only got a one, a one game buy. And what the Big East tournament will tell you, outside of the one year Connecticut made that run, nobody in that first day is going to go on. It's just it's not happening. They didn't do it in the regular season. They're sure as heck not going to outlast four straight days of basketball and beat your conference's best teams. It's just, it's not going to happen. You have to resign yourself to that fact there. That's going to happen. So if that's the case, uh, there's no reason why winning in the Big Ten Conference shouldn't give you some kind of leg up here when it comes to uh, the Big Ten Conference Tournament, Right? Absolutely no reason why you can't do that. Now, they'll make this. They'll show you exactly how they lay it out and everything, too. But, you know, Sam brought up, you know, got volunteers and stuff. Uh, The other thing, too, is if you add in everybody, now you're doing, now we're talking about a whole week, like five days, and nobody wants to show up Monday, Tuesday to watch bottom-tier teams play each other. You lose money on top of that. Fans aren't showing up. On Monday. There's no way. You mean to tell me if we added in everybody right now. And we kicked it off Monday afternoon at like 3 p.m. from wherever it is. And you got Rutgers in Michigan playing each other. That you, people are showing up. Those fans are showing up. Everybody wants to see that. You're setting your DVR. It ain't happening. You know, first I thought maybe it's a little anti-American not to let everybody, you know, get their sense of beauty of the tournament, right? But at the same time, you have had 20 league games. You've had how many non-conference games to prove that you deserve a shot to play beyond that conference tournament. And if you don't show on your resume enough to even make it into that one, then, yeah, you got spring break plans already. You made the hotel reservations. See, I, I don't feel bad for the bottom two or three teams that just don't make it in. I, I'm not going to, not going to worry about that. You, you didn't care about those games anyway. You weren't going to watch them. You're not going out early to make sure you catch the whole thing. It makes sense from a financial standpoint for the conference. But the state of the twenty games, everybody plays everybody once. And then I guess they're just going to roll the dice on what you get. I don't know. At that point, I'd much rather just not do the protected rivalries. And just rotate it. You get what you get. 
how they determine it, eh, it's a good question. That's fair. What do they pull lottery balls or whatever the heck? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm okay. 15 team tournament. I mean, how how big did that old Big East game, uh, that Big East tournament used to, they had like 13 or 14? I think it was 13. Conference was so massive, and now the Big Ten's just going to be laughing at it. This is the thing that was crazy when, like, the Big East would get, like, seven, eight teams, and you'd be like, my goodness. Yeah, things are going to change. Things are changing quickly in the Big Ten. All right, close your eyes now. No, not you. You're, you're driving. Don't, don't you close your eyes. Keep them open. The rest of you, close your eyes and imagine a world where you can stream all your favorite entertainment easier than ever. Now open them. You're in that world. It's a world with Xfinity 10G Network, the network made for all your streaming favorites. Forget about the hassle. With a reliable connection, you can sit back, relax, and enjoy the shows or movies or, you know, live sports. We know you're using your ears right now, but hopefully we've opened up your eyes to the fact that the best way to stream is on the Xfinity 10G Network. Introducing the best value in live TV and streaming on the best network with Xfinity Internet and now TV. Now through March 21st, get Xfinity Internet for $20 a month for 12 months with no annual contract. Plus, add now TV with Peacock Premium, a $5.99 a month value included at no extra cost for just $20 a month. Switch today. It's that easy. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with a stored bank account. Research supply. Now TV requires Xfinity Internet equipment tax and fees extra. After the promo, regular rate supply. Actual speeds vary. Stream Top Chef on Peacock. All right. Hang tight. We're going to come back. We'll wrap it up. Don't forget to keep texting Boiler Up for your chance to win those uh, Purdue Northwestern tickets. Text that in to 765-447-4080. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up. Things we may have missed and more on the way on the Hammerdown Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017. Welcome back to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. We've got Purdue men's basketball tickets for you to win. Text Purdue, or sorry, text Boiler Up to 765-447-4080. That's your chance to win. That's Boiler Up to 765-447-4080. And uh, that is your chance to win tickets. Purdue Northwestern. That's this Wednesday night. Sold out, baby. And I can't remember who was it. Was it Chase Chats that you say they deserve a generational butt kicking? Yeah. Somebody told me that on Twitter once, and I was like, that's amazing. Of course, I didn't say butt. They use the other word, but I'm not trying to get in any kind of trouble on a Friday, man. I'm trying to get out the door. <laughs> Enjoy my weekend. Uh, some of the things we may have missed. Look, there was one thing that really stuck out to me because at first I saw it, and I just kind of grimaced, and I thought about it, and I said, uh, and then... I thought about how it could get abused, and then I went right back to wanting to vomit again. And it's nothing against this person at all. It's just, you guys know how we all feel about NIL, right? I, I know. Not everybody's on board with it. Some people absolutely love it. I, I get, you know, I, I'm not doing this talk about who deserves what and all that stuff. But what caught my eye was, um, this post that Cannon Catchings, who's a Purdue commit, coming in from Overtime Elite, uh, has signed uh, with Tandem Sports. So first off, what you're saying is, well, you can't have an agent, Jared. Uh, you, you're right, you can't. I mean, amateur. However, apparently you can sign um, a company 
to NIL represent you. So I saw that, and the first thing that jumps in my mind is, oh, God, this sounds like basically like having an agent. But then I start asking myself, okay, let's talk about the upside for Canon here. You've got somebody that goes out there and actively works on those deals for you. you know, they get paid when you get paid. You're not just sitting back and waiting on uh, the alliance and then you just deal with whatever there. This is somebody actively out there working for you to do these things. Perhaps that's not a bad idea. But then I start asking myself, well, what is the limit and what can they do? Can they go to the alliance and say, hey, listen, I, well, I guess, you know, you'd, I guess they get the alliance money. You'd have to sign over, right, your NIL to them. Um, do they work as a facilitator? Do they negotiate what you're getting? Because if that's the case, let me tell you, I absolutely hate this. Furthermore, not saying there have been any programs that have been outed as, um, you know, on the low about openly trying to pay players to jump in the portal and transfer. But if I am a school that is very interested in Cannon Catchings next year, can I say, hey, listen, here's the deal, Tandem Sports. We got an NIL deal for you. And then takes it to him. Can can you do? Because at that point, now we've just really legalized the tampering. I have a lot of questions on what you can and can't do. And if experience has taught me anything, they're probably very murky, easily exploitable, and I can just assume the worst is possible. What's the point of being an amateur if we are just going to and tell them, no, you can't have an agent, but you can have an agency that does everything for you that an agent is essentially going to be able to do them. What's the, what is the point of just leaving, leaving them be amateurs? You might as well just start letting them get agents at that point. I hate that this is what this has become. It's a far cry from, I go to bed hungry, I should be able to, um, you know, make some money locally here. Uh, from my name, image, and likeness to, hey, here's a blank, just just sign this over here. We'll, we'll put your face on a poster for um, something, and you can then enjoy this money, and you can enjoy this car, and uh, all these other great perks, as long as you are playing ball here. It was not what we were told was going to happen, but... I guess shame on us for thinking that this was going to be done cleanly and right. And before you chastise me for saying that, I'll tell you this. I am scared about giving so much to these young athletes who I don't think are a majority of them are financially um literate in a lot of things uh, you wait and see you watch your twitters here coming up here in the next couple of months because you're gonna see them all talk about taxes and be shocked about taxes it's just something about throwing six plus figures 
at uh, young people who have made you know, no more than $12, $15 an hour for their entire lives and probably never had more than a few hundred dollars in their bank accounts, and all of a sudden you give them a lot. I, I think it's damaging. And I think the message, too, that it sends that you're willing to do that damages them long-term as well. That's my fear with that stuff. Just because they're flush with cash does not mean that it is good for them. For a lot of them, not all of them. I'm sure a lot of them can handle it. Some has support system. Some schools put in as much support system as they can. I think long term, I think we're doing some of these kids a real disservice with the way we're t- treating them with this NIL stuff and what we're making okay and what we're not making okay. And we're not going to see the effects now, but 10, 15 years, I think you're really going to see the effects. That's going to do it for us here on the Hammer Down Show. Hang tight. Coming up next, Jeff Jula joins me, Nate Barrett, Alan Karpik. It's called the Boiler Basketball Show. We're going to spend a whole hour talking Boilermaker Hoops specifically, and uh, we'll also be talking about the Big Ten. Stick around. That's next here on 1017 The Hammer and 1017